Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 60 of the So Free Art podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things whilst I'm driving my tractor. And these podcasts, normally I have a little bag and I pull a topic out, but this for this week's I'm going to basically talk about three little topics, because I was at work today. And I, on a little paper towel, I just decided I'd write out some topics I wanted to talk about. So the topics are going to be, I'm going to briefly talk about haters, lucid dreaming, and cats of June. And so that's the topics for this week. Uh, Basically, I'll jump right into it, really. Dennis, who normally pulls the topic out, is in bed. And I'll put a little video clip of him so you can see him lying in bed because he looks quite comfy in there (laughs) but so if you want to see the podcast because it is on video you can see that at youtube at youtube.com slash sophie lawson but for if we just jump into these topics and the first the first topic is i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna talk about cats of june first it's what it is is it's a little art challenge it's a 30 day art challenge which I've put a little blog post together about it and it it starts in June and one of my favourite websites is svslearn.com I'm doing, that's where I'm like studying my drawings and stuff and on the forums one of the one of the artists on the forums called Joan Soddenholm <laughs> but I'll put links in the show notes at sophielawson.com but he's he created a challenge last year called Cats of June and he invited people to if they wanted to sign up for this year so I've decided to do it and all it is is it's for the month it's a very he said himself it's a very fun and relaxing without too much pressure type of challenge so it, it is a challenge but it's also going to be fun and all you got to do is every day for the month of June draw a little cat and you can you could draw it, paint it. There's no rules. Like with something like Inktober, there's you've got to use ink. But with Cats of June, you can do whatever you want. So on the blog post, I've put his little thirty. He's he put like a little image together. Of his, I've got I've got a bit of a sore throat today. I don't think I've got a sore throat. I think what it is is I'm thinking about haters and it's making my voice go a bit weird because this this podcast is taking me about 10 minutes to get started because there's a lot of negative thoughts I can sort of feel them going around in my head about my voice I'll talk about that in a minute but what what Joan did was he put all of his 30 cats from last year he made an image of them all together it looks really cool so I'll put that image in the blog post and I've also linked to the post to the forum, the original forum post. So you can, if you want to sign up, you can find it in there. But what I'm going to do, I'm going to split the challenge up into four chunks of eight. So I'm going to do 32 days. But for the final day, I'll put three drawings out. And so I'm going to do eight realistic pencil drawings from photo reference. Eight ink drawings of cartoon and video game cats, eight watercolours 
like copying other artists cats and then for the last eight days I'm gonna do eight digital drawings of like original cats that I've come up with myself and that's why I'm doing this challenge because I've been wanting to create like I love cats and I've been wanting to create my own little cat character like an original character really I wanted I wanted to be like a sidekick for Lil Sophie my other character but I'm, I've, always, I've been a bit scared to try to do it because I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> and so I think this challenge is going to be a good way to get me started because I, I said on the post when you're doing a challenge like this it's a really good way to it's it's all about having fun but it forces you it forces you to just get started with things because if you make the commitment that you're going to do it you kind of it, it just it's a good way of forcing you to do things so Hopefully, at the end of the challenge, I can have a little, a new little cat character, which would be quite fun. But I think this is going to be a really nice little, a really nice little art challenge, actually. And it starts in June, so you got, you got like just over a week, a week to do it. And I, I really wanted to talk about it on the podcast. And I'm thinking, I've been thinking about maybe for the month of June, making the podcast be all about these cats. So, like the eight days when I'm drawing realistic cats, <laughs> the podcast could be talking about what I've learnt with these like cats and stuff. So, I might do that, I'm not sure yet. But basically that's the first topic, is just all about the Cats of June, which I think would be a really fun art challenge. But let's get into these other topics. So the first one is haters. And the, it's kind of linked, actually, with this lucid dreaming and then one of these like synchronicity things which it keeps I said it keeps happening as because I'd I was in the cleaning cupboard and I'd write this down what I wanted to do these little topics so I went out to empty the bin outside and because of social anxiety and stuff I'm trying to improve my social skills one of the things I do is I have a little daily it's like a challenge it's called an MVC I can't remember what it stands for, but it's basically like a mini challenge. And what it is, is it's something that you do every day, which is is quite scary, but it's manageable. So it is probably like a manageable something challenge. It's what it stands for. So my one has been to talk to a stranger every day, because if if I keep talking to a stranger every day, again, it's like an art challenge. An art challenge, and it, an art challenge forces you to get started on art, these little mini daily challenges, it forces you, it forces you, well for me, it forces me to like, practice my social skills. So what I have, my little challenge is every day I have to talk to a stranger and I normally do it while I'm at work because I work in a shop so there's lots of people. So there's this bloke that's outside, he sits on a bench and for the past, must be four months, I've always said hello to him because he, he was one of my challenges. And then, so I was saying hello to him all the time. But he would always say to me, all right, boy, <laughs> all right, boy, which I thought was really funny. And this goes into the haters topic because when he said hello, boy, I could have taken that as a negative because I could have said he's, he's calling me a boy. But instead, I just found it really funny. So... 
that's when I started realising that I really am completely content with my my gender because any I make these really funny noises sometimes but like anyone can say anything and it's not going to affect me anymore but I think it, there's, there's something that does affect me which is what I've learnt with this other thing but so for like four months he kept saying alright boy alright boy and I just kept saying hello to him every day I just found it really funny and I would say hello to him and in my head I would hear him saying alright boy so it was quite fun but today something amazing happened I said hello and he went alright my love <laughs> and in my head in my head it was like a firework went off it was like a celebration as if it was like I've, I've nailed it it's almost as if I don't know it was just it was it reminded me of something which about two years ago I watched um, there's a there's this monk called Ajahn Brah and he was talking about what's he talking about he was talking about negative people and he was talking about this bloke who was in a prison he was one of the prisoners and there was a guard who was really nasty to all the prison people and Ajahn Brah used to go into this prison and like talk to the people talk to the prisoners and he he basically said to the prisoner he gave him like a little he basically gave him like a mini challenge and what he said was he he wanted to prove to his prisoner that and everybody is nice at the base level everybody is nice so what he said was he said i want you to every day because this prisoner was he was somehow he was like going into the officer's office and making tea for him and stuff i guess it was one of his daily chores so what he, what Ajahn Brah said was he said every day you go in and make him a coffee find out what he's going to make him the most what find out what his perfect coffee is and every single day give him that coffee the best you can possibly make it and be nice to him and no matter what he says or does be nice to him and this prisoner would this officer was like horrible to everybody or the prisoners and he would never acknowledge the prisoners <laughs> so Ajahn Brah every like month or so he would keep going in seeing this prisoner and this prisoner kept saying look I'm telling you, this bloke is is not nice. Because he, he was making this nice coffee for him, but the officer was just blanking him. And then what happened was, one day, he went in and put the coffee there. He, the prisoner said something nice to the to this officer, and the officer went, meh. <laughs> it's quite funny. But the prisoner went back. He The prisoner said he came out, and he felt like, he felt like that. Because he said to Ajahn Brah, that is the first time that he has ever acknowledged a prisoner. And it was like he had finally made progress. And that, that's what it was. It was progress. <laughs> There's something in that. It just made me feel like... It was like, yes, because I could have... When he started saying, morning boy, to me, I could have gone really... I could have taken that and gone really negative with it. Because I could have said, okay, I look male it doesn't matter what anyone thinks though that's the thing i've learned the only thing that matters is what you think so this where this is where it gets into something else now because i i got a a message on you one of my youtube videos which was like a it was a hater talking about my voice <laughs> and they, they basically said something like 
you need to stop smoking. <laughs> but the reason my voice is the way it is, it, it like cracks and stuff, and it sounds a bit rough. There's two things here. I know a large part of it is mental. If I mentally think my voice is going to be like that, I can actually make it be like that, even though I don't want to. Somehow I subconsciously start making it like that. So I have to, I have to make my thoughts positive about my voice to keep it positive. But like I've said so many times, it's positive and negative. If somebody says something negative, it is gonna, it is gonna impact you. If your positive isn't high enough, and I guess my positive isn't high enough about my voice at the minute, because this, this, this negative comment it did affect me a little bit, but it also didn't. I laughed at it, which is really good. I didn't, I didn't let it go around in my head, but it it is in my head, so I am aware of it. So it is affecting me a bit, but it is funny. But it's got me thinking, why do people, I was going to say, the reason my voice is rough like that is not to do with smoking, it's because I've had operations on my throat for like, well, every year I have to go back and have a camera up my nose, because I've got like a virus thing, or I had a virus thing on my throat, so they had to to do these operations to get rid of it, and it's, it's left it a bit rough and stuff. But the thing is, I get, I have actually had a lot of people leaving me messages and sending me emails saying they really like my voice. So, but this one little negative one, hmm, this is what I'm saying. It is negative, it is quite powerful, but you have to just make the positive more. It's like, it's, it, there's, a, there's a battle constantly going on. But it makes me wonder why do people negative comments because I was like start thinking somebody's doing a negative comment are they sat there writing that negative comment out thinking you know thinking I'm gonna really mess this person up with this comment or are they writing that negative comment and they're not even aware that it's a negative comment like are they totally oblivious because I don't know I just I do I would like to understand what's going on there like, if they're doing it on purpose or not. But then you, I think you need to, you can learn so much from that, for the negative stuff. Because I like picture, negative comments, I picture as like, it's like a pile of poo <laughs> with like a little jewel in the middle. Because I do feel like every single negative comment has an element of truth in there. Because the truth is, my voice is a bit rough. So... There is truth in it, but what you have to do is you have to you have to put your hand in the poo, which is a bit uncomfortable, and take the truth out. Because I think you can learn from that truth, and it it goes back to my dad. Because my dad, my dad, I would, I love my dad, but I would class him as somebody who he's more on like the the negative and hater side. And I remember as a child, like in my, when I was 13 or something, my dad would say stuff about somebody or, and he would say it in a really negative way, but I would always look at that and, and I'd, I'd actually say to him, I, I don't think I actually said it, but I would always say in my head, it's not, I must have said it to him because I said, it's not what you say, it's the way that you say it. 
because even back then like as a child I was aware that what dad is saying or what dad was saying he there is an element of truth there but he said it in such a negative way that the message gets completely lost and nobody's ever going to actually like listen to what the positive thing because there's so much like poop (laughs) surrounding it so in a weird way they almost sabotage themselves but this is why I, I wonder are they aware of what what they're doing or is it just like some weird subconscious thing that they're doing without even thinking about it it fascinates me a lot but I've got a really fun little thing now and I come up with this yesterday and there's a again on SVS Learn there's a podcast three point perspective which I'll link to in the show notes and it's three artists and one of them is Lee White and on one of the recent episodes they were talking about haters and he what Lee White said was what he does and I've taken this and I've changed it a little bit but what he what he did was he turned haters into like a challenge <laughs> so what he what he said was he he made himself a challenge of 50 haters and what he wanted to do was he wanted to collect 50 haters so every time somebody sent him like a hate comment or something like that he would take that put a little one and he was trying to collect 50 haters so he turned it into a game and what that did, what that did was it it made him almost want haters because <laughs> he wanted to hit this number so what I've done is I've taken that and I thought I've knocked it down to 10 and one of the things I've had to sacrifice or I haven't I haven't had to but I've decided to sacrifice is ice cream because I love ice cream I used to eat a ice cream cornetto every single day and I start, I sort of felt to myself it's not something I shouldn't be eating on ice cream every day so I've I've cut them out and I haven't had a, I haven't had a ice cream for months I don't think I've had one this year so what I thought was I'm gonna I'm gonna make it the haters 10 ice cream challenge <laughs> so what I want to do is every time I get a, a hate comment I'm gonna collect it and when I get 10 hate comments I'm gonna treat myself to an ice cream <laughs> so I'm really excited now I almost like Lee White said I almost want the hate comments and what this is gonna do is it's gonna turn that negative into a positive so when when somebody leaves me a hateful comment on my YouTube, I'm going to look at that and instead of going, instead like yesterday, there's a little piece of me that felt, oh, I, I don't like my, what did it think? It said, oh, my voice is horrible. Yeah, that's that's the little thought that popped in and I, I sort of had to push it away, but it has been going around there. But what's going to happen is next time somebody leaves me a hateful comment, instead of that thought potentially going up there all I'm going to think is ice cream (laughs) so I'll I'll make a note of it and I I just want to get 10 now because then I can have an ice cream which will be nice and once I got to 10 I can do it again so I'll have another I'll have another 10 and maybe I could have a bar of chocolate or something it's like I'm quite excited now to get hate (laughs) that sounds weird hate this is what I think it is turning negative into positive everything that is negative can be turned into positive i'm convinced of this so 
that's basically what I've learned this like this past 24 hours really and then I've also been thinking how do you respond to that do you respond to it so do you reply to that comment you never reply to anything in a negative way that is the golden rule and also I think you never reply to something straight away because if you reply to it straight away you might say the wrong thing so I always I always sit on if I'm going to say something which I'm not sure about I always sit on it just to make sure but I was like thinking do you reply to it and and explain why your voice is a bit rough do you make a joke of it or do you just leave it there or do you delete it I don't think you delete it I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to reply to it in a nice way and just explain explain why my voice is like it is and and that would be good enough for me but I have learned so much from this it was quite fun the the original feeling was negative and I just it's all about awareness like it's it's about intercepting that thought because I know like in the past that thought would have completely destroyed me and I know this because in about 2007 I used to make videos about video games I was on YouTube as Red Bull Racer I've deleted the account and stuff but I, well this is why I deleted the account I used to make videos about video games like my top 10 video games and stuff like that it got really successful and I started receiving so many negative comments about my voice and at that time I wasn't doing any of this meditation and I didn't have any real awareness I was I was super insecure I guess about my voice but I still wanted to do these videos so I, I really I was forcing myself to do it but I was terrified of negative comments and what happened was these negative comments they got I just I guess I couldn't handle it I didn't have a way of turning it into a positive and what ended up happening was I just deleted the account and that's that's not the way to do it because then you're not putting your stuff out there and it, it goes back to that quote from last week from that book where I can't remember what it was it was something like the world needs your the world needs your creativity or something so this is it like you've got to put your stuff out there even if you get negative and then it also goes back to something Sean West Sean McCabe says on seanwest.com where he says basically haters are positive haters are positive it means you're you're making like you're making you're making an impact I guess that's basically that but this all this almost links in with lucid dreaming as well so I had a lucid dream this week what was it last week there was one I wanted to talk about last week which was amazing oh yeah (laughs) it's to do with fears so lucid dreaming is amazing because you can go into a dream and before you go to bed you can make the intention of what you want to do so you can become aware in your dream and you can go into it with an intention and then in the dream you can carry that intention out so my re- my current goal for the past couple of months has been to face my fears because I know I've got so many fears and I can't work out what I can't work out what some of them are and like social situations they still scare me so much and I, I can't work out what it is so I'm trying to I'm trying to just face them inside of this in these lucid dreams 
first one last week was in- incredible. So this is why I love lucid dreaming, because you don't know what's going to happen. Even though you, you do, you don't. <laughs> so I was, in a, I was in a dream. My dad was in that one as well. And he was trying to padlock me inside this house where I used to live, which was weird. I started running away. And then what happened was a little robin. A robin is my spirit animal. You can see there's a, I've done a painting of robins. I love robins. And there was this little robin in this dream... And it threw some food at me. It was boiling hot food. It hit my arm. And it, I actually felt I actually felt it as if it was real. And I thought, I'm dreaming here. <laughs> so I became lucid. That little robin allowed me to become lucid. And as soon as I became lucid, I thought, I want to face my fears. That was my goal. So I said, I want to face my dream. My, <laughs> I want to face my dreams. I want to face, I do want to face my dreams. Because my dreams are full of fear. <laughs> yes but I said I want to face my fears I said it to the dream and then this voice said this voice said put these earphones in and do as I say which is weird again you can't you can't you can't make this up this is why I love it and so I was the location I was in was my old house and this voice said go to the back I don't think it said go to the back. I just started walking to the back of this garden. But this voice said, sit. So what what happened was I was in the back lane where I used to live. little narrow back lane. And it said sit. So I sat. And I shut my eyes. And I thought to myself, inside the dream, I thought, well, it didn't say shut my eyes. So I opened my eyes again. I looked to my left. There was somebody coming towards me. I looked to my right. And all of a sudden, this bus comes around the corner. And, it, and the voice kept saying, sit, sit. Because I wanted to get up because I thought to myself, I was looking at this bus and I was thinking, this bus is the same width as this path. I'm sat on this path. This bus is heading towards me. This bus is going to run me over. So I thought, well, I've got to get up. Sit. <laughs> it kept saying, sit. Uh, and I was thinking, this bus is going to hit me here. And look, I kept looking at this bus. And almost, as it got closer, I realised the bus was on two wheels and what happened was the bus and you got to remember this is as real as this is more real than real so you're actually you think this bus is going to hit you even though you know you're dreaming you think it's real it's it's hard to explain it is more real than real so if this bus had hit me it probably would have really hurt but this bus was on two wheels and what happened was it came towards me and it like missed me by inches. And there's this lady in the front of the bus, massive grin on her face, weird-looking character. She had her leg out like that, and her leg just—I could feel her leg brushing against the top of my head. And the bus went across like that. And then I woke up, and I thought, "Blimey!" That that I think to me that fear, that fear was saying, "You've." you've what was it saying? It was saying, you've got to accept that you've got no control. <laughs> it's about control, because there's a really deep message in that. I just I woke up feeling really quite powerful. It was like, it was like, somehow, it's saying, it's gonna. You've got to face your fears, and when you face your fears, it's not gonna be scary. It's gonna be all right. Oh, and I woke up thinking 
that was a t- that was like a level one test. He was testing me to see if I would st- sit there because it was so tempting to get up because I thought this bus is going to hit me. But I feel like as soon as that bus went past me, I woke up because it's as if I passed the test. So I went back into it and I could just tell that this was going to be like a phase. It, that was like a baby test of fear, facing your fear of sitting in front of something that's going to hit you and having the confidence that it's not going to hit you. So I, I just feel like, and I, I still feel this, it's going to be, it's going to ramp up. The dream is going to ramp up these fears and it's going to keep testing me. So the next one, I went into this dream, or well, I was in a dream. Again, I was in a, one of my old houses and I've become aware that my dad is a dream symbol. I, I've turned him into a dream symbol, which means if I go into a dream and my dad is there, it's got more chance of him, of becoming lucid because I say, because I know that my dad is pretty much only in dreams now because I don't see him. If I see my dad, I, I, I've got more chance of saying I'm dreaming, which will make me lucid. So I was in this house, my dad, was there he walked out this door and I just thought I'm dreaming because I saw my dad he had just said goodbye to everybody and I I thought I'm, I'm gonna go and open the door and go talk to my dad so this is this is again I've thought about this lucid dreaming it has like it has like levels the first level is you become lucid but you're still in the dream so the, the dream is it's almost like you become an observer of the dream as if you're watching a TV programme. So you're aware that you're watching a TV programme, but it's you've got no control over the, the programme. It's going to just play out, but you're watching it. So you can watch it and, like, instead of, instead of it just being something that you forget about, you can come back with memories of it and, and try to study it. And then the next, the next level is you go into the dream you're in you're now inside of the tv it's like you're in you're in the tv program playing the character you're actually playing the character but you're still like on a script so you still got you've still got to play your part of the dream the next level is you're in the tv show but you're completely in control well yeah you're you're in control of what you're doing but the dream is still in control of what it's doing. So you're kind of working together. The next one is you become lucid. You're in that TV program and you pretty much turn around and say, I can't be bothered with this. And you walk out the studio and do whatever you want. <laughs> so that's like the extreme. That That is you're getting yourself out of the dream. And for instance, you can say, I want to go to Egypt. Bang. You can pop yourself into Egypt. So instead of being in the script... You can start writing your own script. So in this one, I feel like I was. It was a kind of a low-level lucid one, because I, I, I saw my dad. It made me lucid, but I didn't think to myself, I'm gonna. I thought I'm gonna open a door, but I didn't know what I was gonna do. So I opened the door, and then the dream character said, "Dad, do you love me?" But my dad, it's weird. My dad was looking at me as I opened the door really vivid I can still see him he was he was like the it was my dad from the 80s so he's quite a young dad looking at me like that I asked the question dad do you love me and suddenly he was 
looking away from me. So I didn't see him turn around. It it's weird, it's as if he just flipped like that. So he's, he's looking away from me. He was getting into the car, and he. This is weird. This is because I. This is to do with my fears here. So I said, "Dad, do you love me?" And he said, "Who?" And in this one, I was kind of like the observer of this, and the observer of me was thinking, "What the hell? Who?" Like, but the dream character said, "Dad, do you love me?" So I'm still watching this, and my dad says. Who? Who are you? Who is you? And the dream character said, Me, Sophie, do you love me? Me, Sophie. And my dad, he said, No, I'm terrified of you. And that was amazing. I woke up from that. I couldn't get back to sleep after that. I wrote it down. And this is why I love lucid dreaming. You just get so much information out of the dreams that you so many insights so like i've thought about that because my dad has been like i said he's been a bit of a hater towards me being transgender which has made me have to stop talking to him which i don't really want to do but i had to because as i've said if you've got negative it's going to bring you down so you have to work it out but i thought to myself wow the reason my dad is being a bit of a hater is because he's scared so actually maybe this even answers the question of why do people leave negative comments it's because they're scared hmm that's amazing i didn't think about that until now this this little thing is like a little circle here it's all coming from fear hate is coming from fear so it just made me think wow my dad is probably as scared as I as I have been for the last because for, for like 35 years until I really accepted myself I was living in complete fear I was just living in fear of this transgender thing so, so I just suddenly realised my dad is probably living in the same sort of thing but in in reverse so I I would really love to be able to talk to my dad about this I'd love to be able to talk to him to see see if see if he knows that I'd like to just ask him why but the thing is I can't because every time I try to ask him like why why he's being a bit of a hater and stuff, he would just very stubborn. He wouldn't really listen to me. So I I, I feel like I'm at a point where I've just gotta wait for my dad to come to me and say that he's willing to listen because I'm willing to listen to my dad but there's no point listening to somebody if they're not going to listen to you <laughs> it's weird but this lucid dreaming thing is amazing This, it's just amazing it's the most powerful thing ever and I, I can't I'm really excited to face these fears but I am yeah there's so much fear it's amazing how much fear when you start looking at it you can just see how much fear is controlling your life really it's quite amazing and i think you just have to break one little fear at a time keep getting rid of these little fears and negative things and in the end it i think it will it will be all right <laughs> that's basically it for this week's podcast it is fascinating to me i i like fear and negativity because it's the opposite of positive 
and love. And I think to fully understand positive and love, you need to fully understand hate and negativity. Because they, they do go together. I can see that. So it's quite fascinating. But that's it for this week's podcast. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. If you've got any negative comments you want to leave, <laughs> you can leave one in the comments in the video. Or you can send me a negative comment to sophie at sophielawson.com and it will help me get to my ice cream, which should be nice. And that's basically it. So show notes at sophielawson.com and YouTube videos at youtube.com slash sophielawson. I'm not sure what the next few episodes is going to be, whether I'm going to go back to random topics or whether I'm going to talk about this Cats of June because I really want to focus on Cats of June and trying to like learn as much as I can which when you're talking about something you're learning that's when you learn quite a lot so I might make June be all about the Cats of June and I think that's it really what I'm going to do for the end quote is I've I've got these Mr Men books (laughs) I found these in the second hand shop all of these Mr. Men books, there's like, must be like 20 or 30 of them. How many is there? 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. 22. There's 22 Mr. Men books. And I got them for pound fifty, which is amazing. And one of my little goals for the future is I want to create books like this with my character, Lil Sophie. But I want them to be like, books for kids about how you've got it's all going to be about accepting yourself and being true to yourself and not caring what other people think maybe this is why I have had to go through a life of haters and stuff because it's going to teach me and the, the best way to like the best way to pass knowledge on is to experience it <laughs> so maybe it all makes sense in the end maybe it does all make sense in the end so I thought if I get these books, I can sort of study them and like one day I'd like to have little little Sophie books like this, just telling stories about being true to yourself for the children. Because I think if if kids if kids can just understand like the positivity and if they can understand and just do I think if kids are if kids are doing meditation at a really young age, I think this world would be amazing. Because it would just be so much more positive. But what I'm going to do is, I'll pick this one. I'm going to pick one of these books and go to a page and just... The end quote is going to be something from that page. So this one is going to be... (laughs) This one is going to be all about... It's from the book Little Miss Magic by Roger Hargreaves. And it includes Mr Tickle. So I'll just read what it says and then I'll see if there's anything there as a quote. So it said, She, who is Little Miss Magic, she pointed at Mr Tickle's extraordinarily long right arm. That's a big word for a kid's book. I can't even say it. Extraordinarily long right arm. Shriek, she said. And then she pointed at Mr Tickle's extraordinarily long left arm. Shriek, she said again. And as you remember, when Little Miss Magic tells something, t- 
tells something to do something, it does it. That goes into my dream. <laughs> no, I, I could link it in there. Because the dream told me to sit, and I sit. There's not really any end quotes there, apart from... Shriek. <laughs> Shriek. This week's quote is... Shriek. <laughs> That's funny. That's not going to be good enough. That's not going to be good enough. I need an end quote. Here we go. I'll pick the last line of this book. This would be a good little quote. So it's from the book Little Miss Magic by Roger Hargreaves. I'm going to read the top bit and then I'll read the bottom bit. And on that Tuesday morning, as one of those extraordinarily long arms... I can't believe that word is in this book. Why would they put a big word like that in there? As one of those extraordinarily long arms reached in through the open window of Abracadabra. These these words are massive. Hmm. I'm going to read it again. And on that Tuesday morning, as one of those extraordinarily long arms reached in through the open window of Abracadabra Cottage, the small smile on the face of Mr Tickle turned into a giant grin. One tickle a day, he thought. One tickle a day. That's the, that's the sweet quote, one tickle a day. I think what that means is, one little tickle, one little bit of positivity a day is all you need. <laughs> yes. That's sometimes all you've got is one little tickle. Tickle, tickle. One tickle a day. Roger Hargreaves. Tickle, tickle.